Hello, and welcome to the Workplace Justice Podcast. This podcast helps to inform and empower you about your rights within the workplace. We cover topics and examples of various matters in employment law, including sexual harassment, pregnancy discrimination, racial discrimination, how the courts define a hostile work environment, whistleblowing, and everything in between. Workplace Justice is brought to you by the New York City employment and civil rights law firm, Nassar Law Group. Here are your hosts, Mahir Nassar, Casey Wolnowski, and Jeffrey Rosenberg. Welcome to the Workplace Justice Podcast. My name is Meyer Nassar. I am joined with Casey Wolnowski and Jeffrey Rosenberg. Today, we're going to be covering a topic which is a very important topic given the criminal justice system, specifically criminal record discrimination. How does an employee deal with having a criminal record and experiencing discrimination by their potential employers? A lot of times, employers require a background check, and sometimes their employer may decide not to hire an employee, or perhaps they learn of something down the road, and then they unlawfully terminate that employee based upon a criminal record. So Jeff, let's talk a little bit about criminal record discrimination. What does an individual need to know about their rights in the workplace if they have a criminal record? Okay. Well, let me just start by saying that right now I'm going to talk about New York State and then we can talk about New York City after. In New York State, it is unlawful to deny someone a job or fail to hire them or terminate them due to an arrest that did not result in a conviction. So if you were arrested and the arrest is still pending, unfortunately, it is legal for that employer to take action against you because it did not result in an adjudication in your favor. If it went all the way to trial and you were acquitted and found not guilty, they are not allowed to make any sort of decision based on on that arrest that did not result in a conviction. Similarly, if you were arrested and the charges were subsequently thrown out before trial, they are not allowed to make any decision based on that arrest. Now let's talk about convictions and let's assume that you ultimately were convicted. There are only two reasons that enables an employer to take adverse action against an employee, whether that be a failure to hire or a termination, due to a conviction. The first reason that enables some uh, an employer to deny an employee a job due to a criminal conviction is if there is a direct relationship between the criminal conviction, the offense for which they were convicted, and the position that the person is either working in or seeking to work in. When you're going through this analysis of whether or not there is a direct relationship and whether or not you have the right to deny this person the job, there are a whole bunch of factors that New York State mandates the employer take into consideration, such as the time that has elapsed since the conviction, the seriousness of the offense, the age of the person at the time that they were convicted, any sort of evidence of rehabilitation or change that that person has made in their life, the subsequent employment that that person has had since the conviction. And it's not a bright line test. It's really a balancing test. And the question is, when taking all of these factors into consideration, in addition to the public policy of New York State that encourages employment of people with criminal convictions, the employer would have to make an argument 
that when taking these factors into account, it weighs in favor of denying this person the job, that they believe that the person's conviction inhibits their ability to really perform this job. I'm trying to think of, I mean, it really comes into play most frequently when you talk about convictions relating to veracity or relating to truth-telling. Like fraud. If fraud, right. So if someone was convicted of fraud, let's say five years ago, and they're now applying or they were convicted of insider trading, and they're now applying for a job working in an investment bank, clearly there's a strong connection between the job that that person is seeking and the offense for which they were convicted. And the employer would have a legitimate concern about hiring that person. However, if someone was convicted of marijuana possession in 1990 at the age of 19 years old and has had no other convictions since then, in my opinion, it doesn't matter what the job is, and they're now 30 years later denied a job because of some possession charge from 30 years ago, There are no factors that would weigh in favor of denying that person the job. So in that instance, I would argue that it would be unlawful for that person to be denied the job. The second reason that an employer, if there's not a direct relationship, the employer still has the right to deny that person a job if they feel that employing this individual would involve an unreasonable risk either to their property or to the safety and welfare of coworkers and other employees. Mm-hmm. So again, here we're talking about violent crimes. And if someone was convicted of a violent crime, whether it be an armed robbery or a rape or, or even a homicide within the past Again, there's not a, a definitive time period. It's really a balancing test, and it's a, it's a weighing of all the factors. But if someone was convicted of a violent crime, I would say within the past 15 years, and they are applying to work with the general public or work with many other people, I think there's a legitimate concern for the safety of those other people. Similarly, if someone was convicted of child molestation and they are now applying to drive a school bus, you start to see that there are certain convictions that necessarily directly relate to specific positions and and also can potentially give the employer real concern for people's safety. So that's the general law in the state of New York. Now, in New York City, we have something that's called the Fair Chance Act otherwise colloquially known as ban-the-box law. And what that says is employers in New York City are not even allowed to inquire into someone's criminal conviction slash arrest until they've already been given a conditional offer of employment. Mm -hmm. So once someone is given a conditional offer of employment, they are then, again, this is in New York City, they are then allowed to request to perform a background check, request whether this individual has been convicted of any crimes, and they're allowed to request permission to perform a background check. What this law does is it prevents companies from asking on job applications about any convictions or arrests. And in New York City, any question on an application about arrests or convictions do not need to be answered. And if you are denied a job for not answering that, that is unlawful. Yeah, that's really informative. And nowadays, you brought up one aspect, which was marijuana convictions. Mm -hmm. And recently, New York City has banned pre-employment testing of 
marijuana. Now, I bring that up because obviously there's a strong connection between a lot of the issues involving the criminal justice system and the marijuana usage by people throughout New York and beyond. What are your thoughts on the recent ban in pre-employment testing in terms of what we've seen being somewhat implemented into the hiring practice of employers? Well, let's take a step back. What they have found through social studies is that while it's not unlawful under federal law to deny someone a job based on a criminal conviction, what they have found is that this practice ultimately has a disparate impact on people of color. Mm -hmm. And that plays into our policing and our criminal justice system, which is unfortunately a bias and discriminatory against people of color Mm -hmm. who are disproportionately arrested and convicted for all crimes. What's relevant here is is marijuana possession. So the reason why this law was put into effect was, again, black and brown people were being disproportionately arrested and convicted of marijuana possession and therefore, in turn, denied jobs and denied employment. So to even the playing field, The New York City Legislature have outlawed the testing of THC, the metabolite in cannabis, before you're offered a job. So it is unlawful to test for cannabis before offering as a condition precedent to getting a job in New York City. Similarly, again, although it's not unlawful pursuant to statute to necessarily in and of itself take action against an employee because of a criminal conviction. If we're able to show that by doing that, the company has disparately impacted the applicants of color, you can potentially have a lawsuit there for race discrimination. Mm -hmm. While the intent was to deny people based on their criminal conviction, that in and of itself can have disparate impact on people of color and can ultimately cause those people of color to be disproportionately denied employment. Yeah, and I just want to add, I think, with respect to the New York City ban on pre-employment testing, uh, there's also obviously a number of exemptions that kind of apply to specific types of employment that perhaps would be like, for instance, operating a vehicle or operating any kind of machinery. In those instances, that ban would not really be in effect because it would be a form of an exemption. So we also have to make sure that the specific type of work that you're looking to get employed for you know, really applies in terms of what the law is in terms of banning it. I just will add that, I guess from just a practical standpoint, by far and away, the highest volume, or rather I should say the most frequent kind of criminal conviction discrimination potential client that we have who contacts our office is in the realm of drugs. Right, it's in the realm of drug offense that happened maybe 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago, and now the employer is choosing to deny employment on that basis. And so I guess in light of the fact that that's sort of the most common, at least in, insofar as what I've seen, the most common type of conviction for which people are subjected to rescission of employment is looking at really what is going to be baked into the cake in terms of how a court views that. As for that, Really, I think for that aspect is the court's going to look at how severe was that conviction, right? If you have something that's, let's say, a minor misdemeanor for marijuana that occurred, I don't know, let's say when somebody was a teenager and now they're many, many years removed trying to get a job, 
that's going to be something on the very low end of the spectrum. And then you have something else where if somebody was, let's say, the leader of a large drug ring and was busted for, I don't know, importing tons of cocaine, that's going to be on the other end of the spectrum, right? But for everything that kind of falls in the middle there, it's really going to be, I mean, what the courts typically look at, at least insofar as what I've seen is they're going to look at how long ago was the conviction, right? And what kind of rehabilitation has come because of it? And rehabilitation can take many forms, but one of the things the court really kind of looks at and gives a lot of weight to is, have you been working right in, I guess, similar positions, similar industries for how long? And if you had a clean record during that period? Now, I can't give you kind of a, a baseline idea about what is going to be kind of the magic number, whether it's six months, 12 months, two years, three years, whatever the case may be, because I think judges might even come down differently on this. But in any case, what you really want to look at is if you have a conviction and how long have, how stale is that conviction and what have you done since then? That's what I think the courts give the most weight to, generally speaking. Thank you, Casey and Jeff. I want to thank everyone that is listening to this podcast on criminal record discrimination. We touched upon a number of other topics, including marijuana, specifically the New York City ban on pre-employment testing. So I want to thank you all for listening to this podcast. We'll be coming out with another episode. We want to try to keep on giving out more valuable information in terms of your rights within the workplace and beyond. So look forward to listening to our next podcast. Take care and stay safe. Thanks for joining us today on the Workplace Justice Podcast. Love this episode? Leave us a review and tell us what you think about our show. If you haven't subscribed yet, head over to iTunes or your favorite podcast listening app to subscribe to our show so you'll never miss a new episode. Need help? Talk to an employment lawyer today. Visit our website at nisarlaw.com or call 212-600-9534 for your free case evaluation. See you in the next episode.